Hello, listeners. In celebration of the new year, we're looking back to our top three episodes that you downloaded and listened to the most in 2023. We'll be back with new content on January 22nd, but until then, we hope you enjoy re-experiencing these wonderful stories of hope or experiencing them for the first time. Here is your number three downloaded episode, episode 13, Faith and How Our Faith Partners with Our Families with Amanda and Lou Cavalieri. Welcome to the Meet Hope podcast, where we have conversations about faith and hope. Hope is one church made of people living out their faith through two expressions, in person and online. We believe a hybrid faith experience can lead to a growing influence in our community and our world for the sake of others. Welcome to Hope. Hello, my name is Heather Mandela. I'm one of the pastors here at Hope, and I am excited to be doing this series on how our faith impacts every other aspect of our lives. And um, so... Today, I have Amanda and Lou Cavalieri with me, and I'm really excited to have them here talking about parenting and marriage. So without further ado, Lou, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yes. Well, thanks for having us. Uh, Lou Cavalieri, Amanda and I have been married for 20 years. We have two children. Uh, I work as a firefighter in Evesham Township, uh, also involved in coaching uh, both kids. Um, Right now, currently coaching Isabel soccer and lacrosse teams. And, um, yeah, so busy with that, uh, here at hope, I am involved in the worship team. I've been playing drums since I was a kid, play a little guitar. Um, so yeah, so excellent. And I do, I do love watching you drum. Let me tell you, it's one of my, one of my favorite things. So thanks for sharing that with us. Amanda, tell me about yourself. Sure. So I am the preschool director here at tomorrow's hope. And I've been doing that for about eight years. I'm a teacher by training and um, I'm excited because this summer I get to expand my role a little bit and work on developing a ministry for marriage and parenting. I am very excited. Challenging areas. <laughs> yes, because it is not easy, right? It is not. It is not easy. That's excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm looking forward to finding out how you guys make faith work in your family. So tell me, how do you bring it into the everyday? What do you do? So we try to work it in organically. So yes, we will say prayers before dinner or before bed, but we really try to talk about where we've seen God in our days um, and point it out in natural ways rather than systematic set ways. Right. So for instance, the other day um, I was out with Isabel, um, it was early in the morning and, you know, you know, just taking a sunrise, you know, and just taking time. Um, you know, to, to recognize that and to point it out and then to relate it, you know, to God's creation um, and just being, you know, grateful for the time, one, you get to spend together. Um, but, you know, we like to enjoy the outdoors. So if I'm on a bike ride with Dom, um, just getting to enjoy you know, God's creation. And, you know, but it is, it's taking the time to, to actually take a moment and say, hey, like, you know, hey, Dom, check this out, you know, and, and, you know, just, yeah, taking time to recognize that because, yes, it is. You know, it's hard sometimes to work in routines. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about your house. I know um, we had these ideas when the kids were young. We were going to do devotions every night. We were going to sit together as a family and we were going to read scripture and we were going to pray. And it was going to be this amazing life transforming experience. And that 
didn't play out the way we expected it. So how about you guys? Have you had experience? It's it's very similar. Yeah, because you do. Like you said, you never know what's going to happen or how things are going to roll out. And and like it is very important to build in those routines. Like we mentioned, you know, we feel like, you know, family time is very important, you know. So whether it's, you know, we are grateful enough we have breakfast together most days when I'm not working. Um, But then, you know, always have, you know, dinner again on the shifts and all that there. But, um, you know, just trying to work on those routines. But yes, like to try to sit down to do it, you know, I've done it with Dom, I don't know how many times, like trying to do a devotion and then you, know, you get like a day or two into it and, you know, it's like yeah. you miss a day and then it's like, oh man, I'm such a terrible father. You yeah. know, trying to, you know, you're trying <laughs> to teach them like, you know, the importance of, you know, just the consistency and the, to work, you know, reading the Bible into your everyday life. And then it's like, you know, you just, it's like you're failing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, so it's, it's definitely there's much tests, easier. There's tests, there's after yeah, school yeah, things, there's up. a lot of things oh, that, that come into the family drama life. And mm-hmm. yeah, dinner wasn't until 730 mm-hmm. and we have to shower. Right, yeah, man. it's hard. So it's a lot easier to take those, like the friend drama you mentioned, it's a lot easier to take those everyday moments and make that into a learning point or a teaching point and relate it to our faith and how, you know, which is not easy to do, you know, but in Mm-mm. today's world, but, you know, to try to say, hey, listen, you know, yeah, this is what's going on. We can pray for them. We can do this, mm. we can do that for them, you know. So. And I don't know about you, but I do find um, when I go about my day with that mindset, like helping them find God, I'm blessed by it too, you know, because yes. when I'm consciously looking for where God showed up to point it out to them, I can't help but see it myself. So it, it becomes a much more natural process and, and fulfills me as well. Um, but yes, yeah, so part of applying our faith with our kids is dealing with those hard questions that they're going to have. Now, how old did you say your children were? So our son is 13 turning 14, getting ready to start high school in the fall. And our daughter is 10 turning 11, getting ready to start middle school in the fall. So we have a whole new, a whole new era of parenting upon us. I feel you. And you have lots of hard questions ahead. So yes. So how do you deal with those hard questions? So hard questions come at the most unexpected times. And sometimes they're not even hard in nature. It's just you're not ready for them. So very often when they do come, the first thing uh, the first thing is our reaction, right? Is not even what we say next, but how our body reacts. Mm. So our children are going to say things that shock us, scare us, make us want to laugh. And we just need to try our best to hold that in and have a calm demeanor. Let our face not really show how we're feeling inside because as soon as we react, (laughs) it can shut them down. It can make them feel embarrassed or ashamed. And we really want to keep those lines of communication open. But the second thing is um, when a hard question is asked is oftentimes I'll ask them a question back and I'll Mm. answer their question with a question and try and figure out what it is that they are really trying to learn because often what I think I'm asking is not what they are saying at all. Yes. We had that incident when my kids were little. They were like, what sex? Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh. <laughs> and I fortunately thought to say, what, what do you mean? Like, show me what you need, where mm-hmm. you're seeing this mm-hmm. or where you heard this. And they were trying to fill out a form for school and just had to choose male or female, you know, <laughs> but I could have gone into quite a dissertation right. about what sex is. Yeah. Right. Yes. So yeah, it's that, really, truly finding out there. That's often what I'll do. So I, you know, the, a lot of times I'll defer to Amanda because I was. 
<laughs> no, because I do. I'll, I'll sometimes say, yeah, all that's right. And all those are things that, you know, I think, I don't know if it's just being, you know, a dad or, you know, being a guy, you know, sometimes we, like, I, you know, I will be the one to be like, what? Like, what? Like, you know, so <laughs> something, you, Wait, know, really, you I, react I, emotionally? I, I, yeah, so I have to really think about it and really control my reaction. But I, you know, a lot of times too, I will, I'll be the one because I like to talk. I'll just go off. Um, but to offer too much detail, we talked about the detail. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I'll, I'll answer the question and they will look at me and they'll be like, uh, <laughs> the glazed the over look. Blank look. So I'm like, oh, that wasn't what you're asking. So, uh, Did I give you too much information? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And every stage and every phase is different. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes less words is better yeah. until we really know what we're looking at. And I, I feel about. like you could say it's always better. <laughs> Last <laughs> words are always and now where do you find most of these questions happen always in the car yes they are always in the car because we're not having eye contact in the yes. car so those hard questions come up um when we're driving mm-hmm. because they don't have to look at us and mm-hmm. they feel more comfortable yep. and just a word to the wise a word of the wise um if if it's ever a question about health class just be prepared <laughs> <laughs> Yes, very true. I do agree with that. And honestly, even post my kids getting their licenses, I still would offer to drive them places because I knew that was one-on-one time where we would talk Mm -hmm. and where they would talk about things that they wouldn't talk about around the dinner table or that they wouldn't talk about while watching TV with me. So the the car can be a really useful tool um, as well, even though it can also be somewhat terrifying at times. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so one of the things I think that um, our kids, you talked a lot about modeling. You know, and um, that our children learn about faith through watching us. And part of that is being authentic. So tell me, how do you do that well with your kids? Well, and I think the challenge of parenting is that it is a nonstop job. Mm -hmm. So we are on display 24-7. And so the kids see us at our best and they see us at our worst. And oftentimes that happens in the home of, you know, when you finally let your guard down and they see who we really are are in a sense of, you know, I lost my cool or I said words I wouldn't have said, you know, outside of the home or, Mm -hmm. and we try to just, when we do that, to apologize and say to our kids, you know, I messed up. I didn't handle this appropriately and I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's, and I'm sorry. And will you forgive me? Yeah. Right. I know it's going to happen. There's no perfect parent, you know, there's no perfect, you know, you know, formulation here and how to, you know, so yeah, so no, know, knowing that, you know, and, but yeah, so like being honest, like honesty is huge being honest, um, you know, with, you know, not only the, the children, but with your spouse too. And, and, you know, as being a, a team with your spouse, but yeah, the honesty is huge. You know, we, we think, you know, we, we tell our kids, you know, we, we tell them how it is and, you know, um, which is not always easy, but mm-hmm. again, yeah, so it's, yeah, realizing you're going to, you know, you're going to mess up, you're going to make mistakes. So I was apologizing Don the other day for something, you know, and, um, you know, but yeah, asking, asking for forgiveness and, you know, yeah, and it do, it is hard because I know we've we've made that same decision that we've always going to be honest with our kids. You know, we um, don't give them too much financial information, but we'll let them know where we are. You know, mm-hmm. like oh, no, we can't do that right now because that's not going to fit in our budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, same thing, yeah. So and so is sick, but you know they've got good doctors, and we're going to pray for them, right. and yep, we're yep. going to see how we can serve them. Right. You know, um, rather than try to make it quote unquote easier for them. Mm-hmm. We so. had I'm going to tell the story. We didn't talk about this, but. Years ago, our neighbors had a bunny who would get out and run away all the time. And the first time it happened, my kids were very upset. And I said, you know what? Let's pray for the bunny to be found. 
And Lou, afterwards, I'm telling him, and he said, why would you do that? That bunny's out and dead. Why would you pray <laughs> yeah. for the bunny? <laughs> and sure so enough, alive, guess what? The bunny was found. Uh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, That's awesome. But, I mean, this goes no, back yeah, to authentic, honest, yeah, but yeah. but yes. it's honest. And, you know, maybe maybe God will answer this prayer. Maybe not. But how do a, I, you know, too, we're, yeah. we're all worried. We're all sad. And, and here's what we can do about right. it. You know, that's, we don't know where I the bunny it. is. But let's pray. And that bunny, I mean, we pray for that bunny a lot. We're going to write a book. I still going to write a book about Butter, Buttercup, Buttercup the Bunny. Buttercup the bunny. Yeah, <laughs> that was the best prayed over bunny ever. Yes. Oh my goodness, that's really funny. I love it. I love it. But it is, and it does require us to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. you yes. know. And that is something that's really uncomfortable for a lot of people, mm-hmm. particularly with our children. Yes. Um, but vulnerability is actually a strength, and uh, and I think they learn a lot from mm-hmm. that when we're willing to be. But excellent, thank you. So mm-hmm. this is the Meet Hope podcast. So we do look for areas of hope. So what I want to do is take a minute and ask mm-hmm. you, talking to our parents who are listening right now, what word of hope can you offer them? So for our zero through preschool parents, what <laughs> word of hope can you offer them? Those preschool age, those young ages, they are exhausting. Um, I just remember being so tired those first couple of years mm. between the sleeping and the napping and the not napping and all the energy that comes out of those little guys in between is really exhausting. And so the hope is that you will sleep again, <laughs> <laughs> um, that the physical needs become less demanding yes. as they age. Yes. Yes. I can remember sitting in the doctor's office and watching a mom come in with a newborn and just crying. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember that feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so tired. You know, it's, it is yes. exhausting period of life. Yes. Hang in there. Hang yes. in there. Hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> so how about what hope would you offer these parents of elementary school students? Right. So the elementary years are all about teaching and modeling and training and disciplining and consequences and responsibility and respect. A lot of big things that aren't always fun to teach, but if we do it and we do it consistently and we do it well, as they get a little older around middle school, we start to see those pay off. Mm-hmm. So seeing our kids take responsibility, remembering to bring their things to school, turning in their projects on time without us chasing after them, um, making the right choices with friends because they've been shown, you know, so just that we start to see the benefits of of all the work we've done, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Yeah, that's a very cool thing. Mm-hmm. So that next stage of life mm-hmm. is the teen and preteen stage. And since I'm the only one who's survived that so far in this room. Is there hope? There is, I promise. No, it does. You will like them again. They are wonderful. Um, you do get to see that payoff in new ways. Um, you know, there are some real challenges that occur in everyone's teen mm-hmm. and preteen years. It just is. Um, but when you get to watch them... Learn from the examples you've set, the conversations you've had, and apply that information um, when you are their safe place, which unfortunately sometimes means that you get the bad behavior right? because they feel safe. Um, there is reward even in that uh, because you know that they are comfortable and mm-hmm. know you will accept them and love them. And so they can try out that bad behavior with you at home. Doesn't mean it's okay, but you can try it out. It's, right. It is, but you will survive it. You will get through it. And you're going to have some really awesome people on the other side. Yes. Um, it's very cool. We're, we're starting to see that ourselves now. And really, I think at any stage in parenting, bringing others around us mm-hmm. and being part of community is so huge. Yes. Whether it's to speak into our lives or our children's lives, we need 
people. Yeah. I can't imagine um, my girls, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, they're 20 and 18. And I cannot imagine um, raising these girls without having had uh, Hope Youth. Um, the adults mm-hmm. that volunteer and have spoken into um, the lives of my girls over the past eight, 12 years have been amazing. And, um, and you know, they get to a point where they're done hearing what I have to say. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I need to make sure that there are people around them who they love and who are going to tell them the same things I would, you know, because we believe the same things and we're headed the same path in life. And, yeah, um, yeah, the community is huge. And we've always been involved in small groups. Um, yeah. you know, whether, you know, whether it be when we were, you know, marriage, small groups, prior to having children and, and then being involved in small groups, um, you know, with other parents, that's huge. You know, when you get into a room and you sit down and you realize that everyone's going through the same thing, it's like, Oh, it was like, wow, it's not this just normal. It's normal. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, absolutely, it's, it's, it's huge. So get involved, get involved in those small groups. Absolutely. And, um, I want, thank you guys. Thank you so much for sure. being here. And I do, I want to end on that note because I want to encourage people. Um, first off, keep your eyes open for Amanda and Lou small groups because they are the place to be. <laughs> I kid you not. They're awesome. Um, and also, you know, we want to encourage you to find your place, whether it is here with us at Hope or um, at a church near you. We want to encourage you to plug in and find hope where God has it placed before you. Thanks for being a part of the Hope community as we continue our conversations about faith and hope. If you don't already, please join us for worship on Sundays or on demand. You can learn more at meethope.org or find us on socials at Meet Hope Church.